the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. It is Friday night here in San Diego and Friday night here in the KCBQ studios at AM 1170. The Answer, glad to have you all here with me. A few different ways to be a part of the show. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrea K5. Friend me on Facebook. That's where the real genius is. Also, the genius tonight is provided to you behind the board with none other than DJ Crudite Todd. Happy Friday night. Happy Friday, Andrea. Yay. Um, and happy Friday night out there to all you. You know, I posted today on Facebook, you know, what's everybody's plans? TGIF. I love, love, love hearing about everybody's fun plans for the weekend. Although some of you didn't have particularly fun plans. I think one of, might have been Doug Kaiser out there said he had to repair a toilet. It's like, okay, well, other than you, Doug, it sounds like everybody's got some fun plans for the weekend. And it's always fun for me to kick off the weekend by sharing this hour with you all. Um, last night, uh, we were talking about um, battlefronts and different wars and the fact that it seems as though regardless of where the different battlefronts are that we're facing, it seems as though the, the U.S. administration is on the wrong side of the war. It seems as though we've taken up arms with the enemies when we shouldn't have. We are defending the wrong people. We're attacking the wrong people. And that's also a part of tonight's show. But tonight's a different battlefront. Tonight it's about a different attack on an enemy, and it's something going on inside of America. I got to looking at all of today's stories that I was going to report on, from the IRS scandals to this Planned Parenthood thing, but even more importantly, um, some funding bills that have and defunding bills that have gone before Congress, as well as the attacks on Trump and on Cruz, and it all started laying out for me that. There's actually kind of an enemy, an attack kind of thing going on to where we actually have the U.S. government and D.C. acting as the elitist over the peasants. It's really become a D.C. against the American people situation. And it's not, I'm not talking about the Democrats against America and against we the people. I'm actually talking about Washington, D.C. against the people. Both parties are uh, and the GOP the GOP establishment is just as complicit as the Democrat party they are just as focused on obtaining big, big government power they are just as focused on tax and spend and you know and in the course of achieving that they're content to aid in illegal immigration they're content to let planned parenthood continue on as they've been they're content to let this Iran nuke deal happen they're content to go forward with this TPP deal 
That's what's going on. And the reason is, is because there's very little daylight between the Republican Party and the Democrat Party these days. We have a ruling class in Washington of both parties. And the message to us, the we the people, is just to shut up and just go along with it. And most of the people aren't paying attention. Uh, it's like Jerome Corsi was saying in the interview with Timothy Shea last week. He was saying, you know, you got so many people that they are just plugged in and they're just playing their video games. They're not even paying attention. And many of the people who are paying attention are paying attention to the raw messengers. You know, they're they're getting up watching Good Morning America or, heaven forbid, they're watching MSNBC and they think they're actually getting the news. You know, I was talking last night about Chuck Todd reporting that there's been no report to link immigration to crime going on. Meanwhile, Texas alone had 600,000 crimes perpetrated by illegals, thousands and thousands of murders. So, you know, many people are, are, are getting the wrong message because the left has owned our media for quite a while and you control the message and you control the minds. There are many of us, though, who are paying attention who know exactly what's going on. We know the, the game that's being played against us and we are ready to do what we can to take this country back and that means trying to back somebody for president in 2016 who's going to actually be on the side of the people who's not a part of that elitist them against us with us being the enemy and being treated like we're the enemy um, by the elites in Washington the elites that are that are above the law they they're acting as though they are such a ruling class, such, I don't want to say a monarchy, but they're above the law criminally. If, if any, it, there's absolutely no excuse for why Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are not behind bars. They're all above the law legislatively. None of them are living under Obamacare. You know, that's just that's just like, you know, Marxism and all these other, you know, banana republic, you know, countries to where the ruling class never has to live and, and, and be subject to the very laws that they inflict on their own people. Um, and, of course, all of this is aided by the mainstream media. The Republican Party, you know, is content to let the mainstream media um, give the left a pass as long as they continue to win seats. You know, because really, at the end of the day, it's like I said, the Republican Party is just as complicit with the, with the Democrats in, in terms of gaining power and being about tax and spend. I mean, they're, they both have us on the road to Marksville. One may be, you know, more in the fast lane. Maybe one, one party's on the Audubon and the other one's doing 65, but the destination is the same. And so that's one reason why I was saying last night that Trump is resonating with the American people, particularly those of us paying attention. And that's also why the GOP establishment is really pushing back against him, because it's it, it, to quote Timothy Shagan from last week, who sat in for me. He was talking about the the false option that, that the elites want to give us. You know, it's like when he would give his kids a choice of peas versus carrots. At the end of the day, he was winning whether they chose the peas or the carrots, that both parties want us to have a choice of Bush or Clinton. And I've been saying for a long time about Bush, there's very little daylight between him and his sister-in-law, Bubba's wife, Hill. In fact, after she was complicit in the death, deaths of four Americans, he gave her the American Freedom Award. Inexcusable. He showed me right then and there, even before I really knew very little about what his policies and his agenda were. He proved to me right then and there that he had no business and did not deserve to get anywhere close to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. But I tell you who else does uh, is uh, I'm, I'm loving what Trump is doing. I don't believe that he is splitting the party. I think he is helping the Republican Party far more than he is is hurting. In fact, if the Republican Party would rally around him, not necessarily to give him the nomination, but support him when he is raising an issue that is resonating with the American people like illegal immigration, support him. That's an issue we can win on. Also, I'm loving... 
a couple of other people, the ones who are gaining traction uh, within the Republican Party are the ones that are on the outside. They're the ones that are pushing back against the elites. It also includes Ted Cruz. Now, Ted Cruz got a lot of uh, pushback from the GOP establishment just today, like Trump is, because he actually had the nerve to go to the floor of Congress today and use the L word against Mitch McConnell. And this was involving, uh, he he started out uh, by talking about the TPA deal and the TPP deal, but he actually ended up today going into into far deeper than that because every bit of it, of what he was talking about today, involved them versus us and both parties being against we the people. But he starts out by doing something extraordinary. It really shouldn't be extraordinary because when when our elected officials lie to us, we ought to be able to call it a lie, not say somebody misspoke or somebody misled, but actually use the L word. Todd, can you uh, play the first clip from from Ted Cruz? Madam President, it saddens me to say this. I sat in my office. I told my staff. The majority leader looked me in the eye and looked 54 Republicans in the eye. I cannot believe he would tell a flat out lie. And I voted based on those assurances that he made to each and every one of us. What we just saw today was an absolute demonstration that not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. The reason why that was so important to me is because uh, for a couple of reasons, first of all, you know, it takes courage, believe it or not, to stand up on on the floor of Congress because, you know, our, our elected officials don't like to use the L word. Um, I'm glad that he, he brought it up also because I, w- I was, was really a little squeamish about Cruz in regards to what he's speaking about there specifically was this TPA and TPP deal. And when I first dedicated about 30 minutes of a show a couple of months ago to the TPA and the TPP deal, people were like, why are you getting into the minutia of this trade stuff? You know, this TPA thing is this is the same authority that's been given presidents in the past. We actually need to pass this TPA deal because then we'll have some daylight, some sunshine on the TPP, which is the actual trade deal, even though we knew we heard from Jeff Sessions that what McConnell and others were doing was trying to pull the wool over our eyes, that they already knew exactly what was in the trade deal. They knew that it included this import and export bank. They knew that it included even greater uh, powers given to Barack Obama to expand illegal immigration. It's one reason why the Republican Party is not speaking up, is is pushing back against Trump Trump like they are for illegal immigration. And it was all a bunch of lies. And I really wasn't sure where Cruz stood on that. He did initially vote for TPA, and he did so on the basis of McConnell lying to him and telling him that this import-export bank would not be included. And then when he found out in the 11th hour it was, he pulled his vote. Well, the TPA did go through, and another lie that was propagated around this TPP deal was that It was not an automatic passage for the TPP and that once the TPA was approved, we'd all be able to see all the details involved in that TPP. And you know what? To this date, we haven't seen it. They all knew it was there. It was under lock and key. They know all the horrific details of what this what is involved in this. They had no reason to pass this before 2016. If they really felt like they needed to pass this because they needed to give a president trade authority, they could have waited to 2016 and not given it to Barack Hussein Obama. 
It was an absolute outrage. I want to take a break. When we come back, we're going to pick this up on the other side because Cruz goes on to talk about how uh, the us, uh, the D.C. against the American people played out in Congress and Mitch McConnell and how he threw us under the bus regarding the Iran deal, how he's thrown us under the bus regarding a vote for, for defunding Planned Parenthood, as well as throwing us under the bus for defunding sanctuary cities. So you don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Andrea K Show right here on AM 1170, The Answer. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. San Diego's home for intelligent conservative talk. AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you all with me. I was reading some comments on Facebook. True. Charles uh, Burton points out a really good point. There have been no investigations in anything. Not Benghazi, not the IRS, not Hillary's emails. They pretend. It's all theater. It's like Cruz goes on to talk, went on to talk today about uh, the phony theater that's going on with the Republican Party, pretending like they're they're on the, the side of, of we the people and they're not. They've done some investigations and had all these committee hearings to where they sit there. And, you know, Gowdy is the best at giving, giving good bluster. You know, he really acts like he's like a little bulldog and he's going to do something. And they've done absolutely nothing. But we're going to talk a little bit about Hillary's um, email situation going on. But on, on the getting back to Cruz and, and what he was talking about today, Todd, I want you to play the next clip because it really ties into what I'm saying about it being D.C. versus the American people with both parties. This institution should not operate at the beck and call of lobbyists in Washington. This institution the majority and minority leader arm in arm again should not team up against the American taxpayers. It's why our children are going bankrupt. And it's also why the Israelis are going to be looking, you know, at uh, an atomic bomb, a nuclear bomb coming at them and possibly us as well. Because in addition to to um, this TPP deal with the import and the export bank, in addition to that, what else did they do? 
uh, Mitch McConnell, when it came to the Iran Review Act, there were a number of, am- uh, of amendments that the senators filed. Um, Cruz himself filed an amendment that would have actually put some teeth into this Iran Review Act. You know, they've got 60 days to review this. Um, and and some of the amendments would have required congressional approval before the sanctions on Iran could be lifted. You would think that, you know, the that the entire Republican Party would, would be on board with that, right? Well, absolutely not. What ended up happening was Marco Rubio, one of the amendments that was filed was Rubio filed one calling for Iran to recognize Israel's right to exist as a Jewish state before sanctions could be lifted. Now, you would think that that would be automatic, right? That the Republican Party would, this, that's our number one ally, right? Why wouldn't we have the destruction of Israel taken off the table if we're going to go along with Iran getting a nuke? But you know who was against it? The second the Democrats said that they, they wouldn't vote for that amendment, the majority leader, McConnell, he, pu- he pulled all amendments. Nothing else was allowed to be put forth. That, that, I don't know why I was shocked by it, but I absolutely was. Uh, so Cruz busted him on it and said, you know what? This is the same kind of crap that Harry Reid used to pull on, pull on us. He says, you know, he goes on to say that the Republican Party, you know, uh, you know, told all the people, told the American people, hey, you know, vote for us. Vote for us. Give us a majority. The problem is the Democrats. Give us a majority. And then, you know, we'll be able to do something. So then in 2010, the American people went and gave them the, the House. So then what happened after that? Well, then nothing changed. So then the Republican Party started saying, well, you know what? you got to give us the Senate, Cruz goes on to say. Give us the Senate and something, you know, we'll be able to make some stuff happen. Well, then nothing was different. So then in so then he said, well, uh, we didn't have enough of a majority. So then in 2014, that's when we gave him uh, the Senate and still nothing has happened. Instead, he said, not only did nothing change on the good for the American people, he says, what was the first thing that they did in, in December after they got the majority in 2014? They came back and passed a $1 trillion Cromnibus plan filled with pork and corporate welfare. He says then the uh, Republican Party voted to fund Obamacare. Then they voted to fund his unconstitutional executive amnesty. Then the leadership ran through the confirmation of Loretta Lynch. You know, what he's, he goes on to say, what's different than, than having Harry Reid still as the majority leader? Absolutely nothing is different. He says they're going to go on and they're going to have a vote for Obamacare, but he says it's going to be nothing but theater because the Republicans will all vote yes and the Democrats will vote no. You know, McConnell will use cloture when he wants to push through, you know, the Iran nuclear deal, but he won't invoke cloture when it involves, uh, you know, uh, something that the Republican Party wants. He goes on to say, as he wraps it up here, he asked the, the, the um, uh, Madam Secretary, he says, you know, when you were running for office not too long ago and you were out in your district and you were asking your constituents what was a priority, did any of them tell you that their priority was the Import-Export Bank? He says, nobody, no, nobody in your district even knows who that is. No, that's not their priority. And it, and, and it seems very clear that the priority of the Republican Party is the same as the priorities of the Democrats. And that is all about power. It's about crony capitalism. It's about throwing America under the bus for power. And they it's it, and, and that's why, in addition to the Iran nuclear deal, what else did Mitch McConnell do? He blocked the vote to defund Planned Parenthood. He also blocked the vote to defund sanctuary cities. This is a Republican Party that's supposed to be about limited government. It's supposed to be about protecting the American people. It's supposed to be about protecting a sovereign state. And we're supposed to be about protecting lives. And the Republican Party voted to block those bills. We must have somebody 
get the nomination in 2016 who was going to actually be on the side of the people and actually represent what this party is supposed to be about. And it is, it, it, and, and I'm hoping that it's Ted Cruz. You know, there's a lot of noise right now uh, since Trump had made a, a sizable donation and is kind of cozying up to Cruz. A lot of people are saying that maybe we might end up with a Trump and Cruz ticket. Um, I'm actually thinking that I don't believe that, that Trump's going to actually get the nomination. I think the Republican Party needs to rally around his ideas in terms of, um, you know, issues. I think that, you know, is he sucking all the all the air out of the room? Absolutely right now he is. And part of the reason why he is and part of the reason why there's too much attention being made on some flub or whatever that he says is because the Republican Party is continuing that on. If he says something that, that some people think is, is a little on the edge about McCain, why do the Republicans need to throw fuel on that fire? Quite frankly, what did he say about McCain? None of us can stand McCain, okay? How long is that man going to hide behind the shield of his military service and get away with, with the crap that he's done? He's thrown his own veterans under the bus. The Republican Party needs to stand together. I love what Cruz said. Cruz was asked, well, you know, Trump is, is you know, um, criticizing everybody. That's a violation of Ronald Reagan's, uh, you know, uh, mantra of not criticizing anybody. Cruz says Trump can criticize people all day long. I'm not going to do it just because he is. And you know what? The Republican Party needs to let Trump do his thing because what he's doing is is bringing sunlight to the big issues out there. They need to rally behind those issues. They need to stop coming down on him for his style, okay, because we can possibly win some of this stuff. You look at, at one of the issues that came about, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. One of the issues that came about uh, a few years ago that at least 60% of the American people were behind. And if the Republican Party had been smart, they would have really done something about it. Charles says on Facebook that, you know, they didn't do any proper investigations and they haven't. They let Barack Obama lie to the American people and say there wasn't a smidgen of corruption in the IRS when it absolutely was. We all know that Lois Lerner, they all did did a Hillary and they all shredded and and deleted and got and destroyed servers to get rid of emails and all that. Um, But we now know, thanks to, to Judicial Watch, uh, that who has obtained documents from the IRS that confirm that the IRS used donor lists to tax-exempt organizations to target those donors for audits. And the documents show that IRS officials specifically highlighted how the U.S. Chamber of Commerce may come under high scrutiny. Uh, they went on to... Um, uh, and they actually, you know, I'm not a fan of Karl Rove, but they specifically went after Karl Rove and Crossroads GPS. I mean, this goes all the way up to the highest levels of the administration. There's a great article at judicialwatch.org that you can go and read. The Republican Party, this was an issue that most 65% of the American people could understand because this struck fear into the heart of every American because this show, talk about them versus us. When you have the most powerful agency of the United States government targeting organizations and targeting Americans strictly because of a political opinion they have, most Americans can understand this. Most Americans can get behind this. What we need to do as a Republican Party, where are they today? Instead of Perry and everybody bagging on Trump, they need to be saying, what the stink about this IRS scandal? They need to be rallying behind these issues and coming together and rallying the American people behind what's really going on uh, with the United States government. We have a few minutes before the break. 
before we got Miss Della. I forgot to tell you at the top of the hour, they were, we got Miss Della coming on at the bottom half of the hour, and she's going to need to bring me some much-needed comic relief here because I'm just getting all hot under the bother. And uh, speaking of which, in terms of scandals that the GOP has done nothing, you know, we've got both House and the Senate. We could be, we, you know, it's like I said at the top of the hour, the elites are above the law criminally. Hillary Clinton should have at least already been indicted. Absolutely no excuse for it. You know, we've got, what was his name, Petraeus? Because Petraeus had some documents in a drawer that, that some concubine of his was able to have access to. I don't even know if she actually saw them. He was indicted. He was prosecuted. He's gone probation right now. Why isn't Hillary Clinton? This is a woman who has lied. It has been proven that she intentionally set up a, a server to go around the law to hide her affairs and hide what she was doing as Secretary of State. After a, after a subpoena was issued, she destroyed more documents. She's continuing to lie about it. Now we find out that, um, fortunately, some inspectors general have decided, have asked the Justice Department to open a criminal investigation. What has taken so long? Why did the Republican Party not get a, a special prosecutor to investigate this? Why wasn't there a special prosecutor and, and more done for Benghazi? Why did the House run by Republicans, give her a free pass on Benghazi when we know that she was running illegal illegal guns, an illegal gun running operation that was going on actually before Ambassador Stevens was even an ambassador over there. This is absolutely outrageous. This is another example of them versus us where we've got the political elites in Washington giving each other a pass. You have this woman who's responsible for four deaths of Americans over there being given a freedom award by a Republican presidential candidate. We have got to stop this. We've got to get somebody. And, and right now, I know I've got friends on Facebook like Bertie Crocker who are just absolutely outraged at Trump. They think he's nothing but a con man. They think he's, they, they think he's going to do us some harm the longer he stays in the race. Right now, I'm not ready to put my name behind any one particular candidate. But, you know, I had hoped that Scott Walker would maybe rise up a little bit more, but, you know, he needs to be fighting for a little bit more limelight. When we take a break, we're going to talk to Della. But then after that, I'm going to I'm going to shift gears again and I'm going to talk about Carly Fiorina because she's actually inching up. And I actually think that she's got a chance to be one of the top 10 on the stage at the Fox uh, debate. And that's going to be really important. We need to start putting some pressure on that. That's more them saying they only want the top 10 and trying to keep her out is just more of the elites trying to dictate to us who the nominee is going to be. So we're going to take a break. I'm going to get a sip of coffee. I'm going to relax. And we come back. We're going to talk to Della B. Don't change that dial, folks. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day to day management of your business? 
Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. This is AM 1170, The Answer. I'm so happy to hear that music, babies, because that means that my gal Della is on the line. Hey, Della. Hey, hey, baby. How are you? I'm good. Hey, before we get started chatting about all things La La from La La Land, hey, can you give a gal named Kirsten Worley a little shout out out there? That happens to be my my husband's lawyer who's on her way back to Orange County tonight listening to the show. Give Kirsten a little hey, love. Hey, Kirsten. How are you, fabulous, beautiful lady? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fabulous, beautiful ladies, what's up with you, girl? Well, there was a cat fight broke out, and Taylor Swift almost had to go into the witness protection plan. Oh, Lord. Um, Why is well, that? Well, Nicki Minaj, you know, she's fabulous. That she, 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 you don't mess with her. Mariah Carey learned not to mess with her on American <laughs> Idol, and she's like the heck out of Dodge. Anyway. It's well, what the, caused the, the cat fight? Well, Miss Nikki got very upset upon the announcement of the MTV VMA Awards for 2015. She got three nominations, but she didn't get nominated in the top video of the year. So then she made some tweets about if she's not the right kind of artist. And that uh, when other girls drop a video that breaks records and impacts culture, they get a nomination. But she didn't, as if a video, how does a video of of a girl wiggling around to a song named Anaconda, how is that, (laughs) how is that impacting our culture? Well, I don't I don't understand that. Well, I don't so know. Then, I mean, maybe the snake represents the Garden of Eden. No. Eden. Oh, no. Okay. I mean, let, you know, maybe maybe there's like some greater, you know, um uh well, cultural as well as religious significance. Now, I'm not, I, I'm I haven't not seen sure. the video. Although I I mean, I, who even plays videos anymore? MTV doesn't even play videos anymore. 
I don't know. I don't. I, maybe they're on YouTube. I'm not. I don't watch them either. I I, I used to I used to watch them, and mm-hmm. but the video uh, she she says that that right now that that it's for slim bodies. If you've got a slim body, you'll get nominated. Well, you know Rihanna, who's you know she's not skinny like Taylor Taylor Swift. She's the only woman to ever win this twice, and it was two years ago. And Missy Elliott. Okay, well, you know, well, I think Beyonce has probably won a few of those awards, and Beyonce needs to wear, like, four sets of Spanx to even get into a 10, okay? Beyonce's a beautiful woman, but nobody's ever called her skinny. Nobody's ever called her thin. So Taylor Swift immediately thinks this is about her. She was one of five people that were nominated. So well, she, well, well, and, and let's be honest. I mean, she is she's actually a little on the too slim side for me. I mean, you could probably pick your team. I mean, she, her, I mean, her arms could be used for dental floss. Okay, well, nobody is showing up at the plastic surgeons to get Taylor Swift's booty, but they are for Kim Kardashian. So yes. the big booty girls seem to be doing all right. But anyway, mm-hmm. so Taylor Swift, she starts twittering. All these girls are twittering. And then it gets into a, um, a Nicki Minaj comes back and said it didn't have nothing to do with her. And it was really about the white media and their tactics. Of course, they don't. white media doesn't have anything to do with nominations for this award. And then she explained, Nicki explained, it wasn't about the women. So then Katy Perry puts out something because she's got a feud with Taylor. And then so then Taylor, I think she gets scared. So she decides to apologize and she just misunderstood. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that and that Nikki can come up on the stage when Taylor wins an award anytime she wants to. Oh, okay. So Nikki can do a Kanye West. Okay, Taylor's Taylor's had that happen to her before. Okay. Yes, but okay. Right. So anyway, hey. Yes. Apparently, in the United States, we do have the word skanky. Oh yes. This this was an Australian uh, TV reporter was was interviewing Amy Schumer, the stand up co- mm-hmm. alleged stand up comedian. Alleged being uh, right because I'm not sure she's yeah. funny, but anyway. Yeah, I, yeah, I got you there. That's why alleged about uh, <laughs> her, about her, her movie Trainwreck. When it's it's the premise of this story is a girl that you know, sleeps around constantly with basically strange men. Oh, see, I thought it was about her appearance anyway. Uh, And and so he says to her, well, do you have the word skanky in America? And she immediately gets offended because she wrote this show. Oh, I didn't. And sort of autobiographical. (laughs) And so he, no, we've got the word skanky. (laughs) I'm liking where this is going. Her entire career is based upon skanky. So she should have taken it as a compliment. She should have, okay, this guy gets it. He gets my shtick. Exactly. So, you know, now there's been a shooting at a theater where her thing was, you know, and so she's sorry about that, which, of course, we all are. And I I don't know about the little symbols on the door that says no gun, but I think that they need to start scraping those off. Yeah. might have less movie theater problems. Yeah. And, you know, and I got to say, meanwhile, since you since you brought that up, I got to say. Uh, that actually one of my um, sorority sisters actually was in the theater. Not one who was actually in the sorority when I was there. Um, it's actually mm-hmm. Rachel McMurdo's sorority sister, my my little goddaughter sorority sister. Anyway, she's a DZ. Was in the in, in the a theater. A DZ. My one of my DZ sisters. She's going to be on Good Morning America in the morning. Um, and oh. actually, according to her, she actually felt she was on the same row as the shooter, five sheets, seats away. And I guess she, a strange calm came over her. So, you know, oh, God wow. bless her. But I'm, I'm hearing this and I'm thinking, all my peeps down there with gun racks, 
driving in their Ford F one fifties? How are they sitting in there with with you know with with no guns? I was shocked by because that. You got it because you got to have a three eighty baby, not 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 something that goes in a gun rack. Oh, okay. Anyway, That's true. speaking of in hot water, Buffalo Bill Lashawn Shady McCoy got in a little hot water. He's a newly signed running back for the Buffalo Bills, $26.5 million contract. He goes on to Instagram and decides he's going to advertise using the team logo, a private party. Is that right? 21 years and over, females only. (laughs) They're very selective about who they're going to invite. This is the criteria. Number one, submit your full name as seen on an ID, 21 and overs only. IDs will be checked on admission. Okay. Number two, submit a photo and provide social media information, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, to the promoter. Number three, show the ID and sign a confidentiality agreement. Okay. No plus ones. And upon confirmation, like after they've looked at your face and your whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you'll get an email that gives the pickup and the drop-off locations and what attire is required. This is going to be in the Philadelphia area. So when the Buffalo Bills hear about this, they uh, they yanked it. It, mm-hmm. was, it was deleted, and they you can't use NFL logans without permission. Well, what is? So, but here's my question. Okay, to the NFL. I mean, you know, come on. This is the NFL is the organization that had rap videos like the Icky Shuffle. Okay, you know, they're not exactly classic. like the classiest organization. Okay, what exactly did they object to? Okay. I mean, the guy was keeping I'll, it legal with the they, 21 I'll and up. I mean, what? I tell you what they. I tell you what they object to. The logo represents dollar signs, and the Uh, NFL and and team owners can't allow their logos to be – they have to challenge every use of their logo because Mm -hmm. if you don't, you can lose lose your your ownership of that trademark, and then anybody can use it, and that's dollar signs. All right. So So they really didn't care about the exploitation of these young women. No, I don't – And whether or not they were forced to – whether or not the attire was ended up going to be involving some leather and some, you know, feather Yes. Have you ever yes. watched the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders? Yes, I don't miss it. Line. I can't wait for this no. summer. This summer season's Kelly Finglass is like my hero. Uh, we don't, you know, the NFL is all about promoting the hunks and the ladies. Okay, right. that works for me. Speaking of ladies, I, allegedly Gloria Allred is so happy because the state Supreme Court ruled in her favor that Bill Cosby cannot block going forward on a lawsuit where she represents Judy Huff, a woman who claims at 15 she was sexually assaulted by Bill Cosby at the Playboy Mansion. Allred is going to be demanding a deposition from Cosby within the next 30 days. It will be videotaped, and you know it will be shown, and she's going to demand from a judge that he be held in contempt of court if he refuses. Mm. So, you know... He's, the 2005 deposition he gave in the case that was settled, mm-hmm. he admitted that he had obtained drugs yeah. and given them to women, but that it was consensual because he could read the signs. Oh. <laughs> um, what signs? The same signs Roman Polanski read when he gave the a 13-year-old signs. drugs? Okay. The signs. Yeah, you know what? You know what, cause It's time for you to go away, Okay. But well, I will you know say what? this, though. Here's one thing that I, I that I object to with the story about Cosby. 
that deposition only came was only brought forth. He was only outed for his behavior because they didn't like the fact that he was speaking up against the the black culture and what was going on with the with the destruction of the family and the fact that like eighty percent of children are being born out of wedlock and you got all these men running around not taking care of their kids and you know not living their life right. But for that, the guy w- they would have never outed him. That I have a problem with. They covered um, for him. Yeah. They've been covering for that dude for a long time for the for all the wrong reasons. So anyway. Yeah, there's too many there's too many women on the list for this not to have been right. a cat out of the bad within stuff. Because LA is really a small town. It's not a big town. It's a small town. Exactly. It's well, a small town. It is. It's a very small town. So, well anyway, I'm not, Della. I'm not a big fan at all, Red, but I will be watching closely. Well, I'm a fan she's of hers because she's him. talking about she's good things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> all right, Della. Well, thanks for calling in, baby. We love you. Mwah. All right, baby. Have a good one. All right. Now, holding patiently on the line is another fabulous lady named Elisa Brent. Who now Elisa was on the Trump train. Long ago when the Trump rolled his hair over. Yeah, I mean, before (laughs) he left the station. I mean, before he even got that hair combed over and even slicked down with the spray you had, you were on the Trump train. Oh, yeah. Now, now. I've been watching him because he is a force to be reckoned with. I was playing the odds. I'm I'm, I'm a chess coach. And I was looking at how the strategy on how we could win this. And the only way we can beat Hillary is with a big name. So I started looking at all the big names that were out there. And Trump is definitely, I think he's got it. He's going to be in it to win it all the way through. Well, I think that he's got more than just name recognition. I think that what he's got going for him is the fact that he cannot be, he is the anti-politician. You know, it's like I was talking about what Cruz was saying on the floor today. The Republican Party's been pulling the wool over, over their constituents' eyes for a while now. Oh, the problem is the Democrats. Give us the House. They get the House. They don't do anything to help us. Same thing with the Senate. You know, they get the majority, and they do nothing. In fact, they they not only didn't do what they were supposed to do, they actually have done Obama's bidding. And you know what? Those of us paying attention are fed up with it. We're tired of the same, you know, uh, I think it was Rubio, three of the president. They're 16 now. I can't even keep track but three of the gop candidates all have almost the same stump speech leading from behind our enemies don't fear us and our allies don't trust us and it's like ugh. I'm i love so- what you said earlier about they're the elitists and we're the peasants that's exactly how they treat us once they get into that dc um i don't know a training room when they start dividing them into where they go for congress or, mm-hmm. or the senate there must be some sort of brainwashing going on there to where they're they're not going to turn around and look back where they came from. Well, I think what happens is once they get there, like when you look about when the Tea Party gave the majority of the House in 2010 and the establishment started um, pushing back against the Tea Party, they were like, look, you're the freshman guys. You can't come in here and start pushing us around. you got you got to bide your time. So they start mm-hmm. manipulating them that way. They start telling them, you toe the line with us, and then maybe you'll get you know some, some leadership positions and some key committees. So they dangle these carrots out there, and then time goes by, and then the GOP establishment you know, and the leadership continues to do the bidding because really – 
Um, you look at, you know, in 2012 and, and, and 2008, we were wondering, well, why isn't McCain pushing back? And why is Romney doing this and doing that? And it's and they don't believe in conservatism. They don't believe in it. They believe in big government. They believe in taxing and spending. They just want to do it their way versus the way of the Democrats. And both of the both ways are failing us. And people believe that what, however they dislike Trump's style, they believe him when he says he knows that we're failing and why we're failing. And when, you know, we have been bullied into submission, those of us on the right, for too many years with the PC stick and they've been getting away with it. And pe- the, the Republicans, Elisa, are so scared of being called racist, so scared of being called homophobic, so scared, you know, if you want to enforce immigration laws, you hate brown people. So people have been silenced. We've been bullied into submission. So here along comes somebody who's willing to say what's in, in everybody's head, but everybody's too scared to say it. And people go, oh, my gosh, thank goodness. Here we got somebody who's real. He was real by going to the border. I mean, did you see what he did? He went down to Laredo, flew his private jet, landed it right there in Laredo for all of Mexico to see across the border. And he went down there and walked that border. And the unions would not show up. Of course not. He definitely has enemies down. Right. Well, one of the things that I loved about him flying down there in his private jet is he's not ashamed of of his wealth. See, Romney allowed himself to be bullied into submission and be ashamed of his wealth instead of being proud of it. Instead of saying, I came from nothing and you're dang right, I got a lot of money and and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what I accomplished and and I can restore this country to, to and and to greatness economically and provide an opportunity for everybody else to do what I did. I can't provide the outcome for everybody because I worked my butt off for it. But but one of the things that Romney did well, that that Trump and nobody's really talking about one of the things that Romney did badly was he got busted with the 47% comment. But it was true, Elisa. We yeah. have a large percentage of the American people that just want to vote for the party that's going to give them stuff. And they don't care how it gets paid for, whether or not it can be paid for. And, you know, we're, we're really inching close to the point to where when we have more takers than we have makers, you know— we're, we're doomed. We've got to have somebody, and Trump hasn't really addressed it yet because it's been so focused on the illegal immigration argument. we got to have somebody that can preach why opportunity and why free market capitalism is really the road for everybody to make it still in this country. Well, you were saying that Carly Fiorina is your gal that you'd yeah. like to see go forward. I love Carly, but... Honestly, she does not have the staying power. She has to have serious following in order to get through to well, even I be th- on stage for the debate. She's, well, I she's think dwindling that, down to the bottom. Well, and I think that's because, you know, she's out there taking more questions than anybody. But because, you know, and, and I don't blame Trump this for this necessarily, but you've, he is larger than life. The statements he's making are bold. The Republican Party is taking the bait and pushing back. And so it's becoming all about Trump. When she really has a great story, she should be considered by everybody as a VP candidate. In fact, I haven't had a chance to talk about the Planned Parenthood story, but I want to play a clip of Carly Fiorina, because let me tell you, this is a non non-politician who knows how to punch back, who knows how to own the mainstream media, who knows how to own a message and own a narrative. Listen to how she took down Mr. Jake Tapper. What's your position on this legislation, which does not allow exceptions for rape and incest? 
let's talk about the legislation that's sitting on the Senate floor right now, uh, which does allow for those exceptions. So but let's those, also ta let's also talk it, about let's also talk about Hillary Clinton's position. Let's talk about what extreme is. It's not a life until it leaves the hospital. That's Hillary Clinton's position. It's Hillary Clinton's position that a 13-year-old girl needs her mother's permission to go to a tanning salon or get a tattoo, but not to get an abortion. It's Hillary Clinton's position that women should not be permitted to look at an ultrasound before an abortion, and yet people who are trying to harvest body parts can use an ultrasound to make sure that those body parts are preserved so they can be sold. That, Jake, is extreme. I would really be delighted if for once the media would ask Hillary Clinton about the extremism of her position. Well, let, it's let it, not let... a life. It's not a life until it leaves the hospital. My position is very clear. It's been clear and consistent ever since I ran for the Senate in 2010. Anyone can look it up. Yes, I support exceptions. But the majority of the American people now believe that abortion for any reason at all to be paid for by taxpayers after five months is an abomination. And this videotape, whether you're a pro-choice woman or a pro-life woman, this videotape is depraved. The casual nature with which these people are talking about fetuses and tissue and specimens. I tell you what, if a woman was looking at that ultrasound at that same stage in her pregnancy, the doctor would not be talking about fetuses or specimens or tissues. They would be saying, look at your baby's heartbeat. Look at your baby's eyes. Look at your baby's organs. You know what, Elisa? She owned him. She owned that whole, the, one of the ways that the Democrat Party has done has gotten it over on the Republicans was through their identity politics game, in particular the war on women. And she took that she took that topic and she turned it around again and, and left Jake Tapper speechless. That's how you win votes. That's how you win the women vote. That's how you brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. She pushes back. She is smarter than anybody on the campaign trail. And she he he kept trying to interrupt her and she wouldn't let him. She is a bulldog. She is a force to be reckoned with, but she's just not being given enough opportunity. And why? Because because the Republican Party, the GOP establishment, knows that she's not an establishment candidate and wants to keep her marginalized. And and I really think that all of us out there in the Republican Party need to push to have her on that stage because she can t take over and own a narrative uh, better than anybody I've ever seen. And it doesn't even matter whether it's whether it's a woman's right to choose in the phony you know reproductive justice argument. Um, or, or whether it's, you know, about economics and free markets. One of the other ways they're going to try to get over on us this election, and it's not over yet, is about equal pay. That's a huge one. When you've got Hillary Clinton running, you can't just have a big name in order to defeat her. You've got to have something to overtake this war on women narrative that absolutely will be at the forefront of the election. It may be on the back burner right now, but it will be there. And she has a better argument for it than anybody out there in the GOP. And when you look at this Planned Parenthood thing, Elisa, I don't know if you, you heard me talking earlier, but we have a Republican Party that blocked a vote to defund Planned Parenthood. Can you believe that? We we you know, I, I've, I've told you this in confidence. I have been, always been pro-choice. And after that video came out, it was so vile and disgusting. I, have, I would never give that opportunity for somebody to take my angel baby and use science, use them for science, harvest them for someone else's, you know, profit. I mean, they're, they're yeah. profiting, profiting from 
babies. It's They're not even just profiting from, from I am babies. Pro-life after that one. <laughs> well, yeah, because, the, the, and this is why they don't want, it's like Carly Fiorina was saying, you know, they don't want a woman to get to see an ultrasound before she makes an abortion decision, but they have to use that same ultrasound to tear it apart and to make sure they're tearing. They feel pain at this point. It's no different than if you and I were going to be torn apart. We're, we you know, need Carly to keep saying that same, those same talking points or, or the same truth about what Planned Parenthood is doing. Yeah, and, it louder and, than life. Absolutely, and let everyone hear it because they they don't know, and, and they don't know. And you know, for the Republican Party, Boehner was asked today, "Well, you're gonna, you know, what, what about defunding Planned Parenthood? Well, there's going to be an investigation, and we're going to look into it and see what happened. What happened? They're tearing children apart. We have the, the Democrats voted recently to be able to have late term abortions right up until the birth. I, I mean, come on, what what are we talking? Three inches here? Oh, so so if it's three inches in this direction, it's not a human being, and they want to they want to make the Republicans. The left wants to make the Republicans, uh, you know, the extremist here because we're against that because we're against a, a human being being torn apart in the birth canal. It's outrageous. We're, and the Republican Party, the, the most of people are like you, Elisa. Even if they're pro-choice, they see these videos and suddenly they change their mind on late-term abortions. The Republican Party needs to immediately put forth an amendment at. at, at, at Really, most Western countries are at least at the heartbeat, which can be as early as six to eight weeks. And because you know what? If it's not a live human being, then what, then what are you going to do with its organs? If it's not a live human being, why do you got to stop it? And, 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 if you do, and if you don't stop it, it's going to become a baby, right? I mean, what are we talking here? And you know what? The, the same Democrat Party who just wanted to take Jefferson and, and Jackson, I think it was, off their dinner are the same party that supports Planned Parenthood. And who was the founder of Planned Parenthood? Hillary Clinton's idol. It was a woman who started Planned Parenthood so she could wipe the black people off the face of the earth. Margaret Sanger. That's who they want to have on, what, the $10 bill? Why isn't the Republican Party talking about that right now? In fact, and I don't know if you watch O'Reilly Factor, but Andrea Tanteros turned to Juan Williams the other night, and she said, hey, Juan, I, I just got to ask you, how can you support an organization that was founded by a woman who was, you know, and then O'Reilly cut her off because he knew where she was going with it. He knew that Planned Parenthood was started to, to you know, for eugenics and to wipe black people off, off the face of the earth. And who was Margaret Sanger uh, buddies with back in the day? the Nazi party, as well as the Klan. This is so much like what the Nazi party was about. I think, in fact, one of his doctors is a quote going around where um, he said, you know what, if you're going to kill all the Jews, at least harvest the brain and, you know, and use the material. What's the difference? You could put that, you could put that doctor from the Planned Parenthood behind that quote. It's the same thing. It's, and that's what the liberal party is all about, Elisa. They're about deciding which, which lives matter and which ones don't. Kate Steinle's life didn't matter in, in, in San Francisco on the Bay. What matters, she was collateral damage to the left deciding the lives that matter right now are the illegals coming across because they want that for the votes. The babies- Obama's making it really clear to the American public that he does not care about illegals. He does not care about our military. He, I mean, he, he has got his own agenda. He's on vacation now, spending all of our tax dollars and visiting his family in Kenya. Mm-hmm. And it, it, America can just. That's right. Well, you know what? <laughs> I've only got a couple minutes left. I'm hoping I've got time to finish up with that Alan West 
uh, clip because he talks about uh, what we need in America. Do we have time to play that Alan West clip? We're going to close on this. I love you. I love you, Elisa. Thank you, Della B. Thank you for the listeners of the Andrea K. Show tonight. You want to? I want to wrap up the show tonight with the brilliant Alan West. It's very simple, ladies and gentlemen. Alexander the Great had a fantastic quote. And he said, I would not fear an army of lions if they were led by sheep. But I would fear an army of sheep if they were to be led by a lion. This great nation is a nation of lions that is currently being led by the greatest of sheep that we have ever seen in our 239 years of existence. Ladies and gentlemen, it was said in December 1775 by Thomas Paine that these are the times that try men's souls, that the sunshine patriot and the summer soldier will shrink from his duties. But to those who will make a stand, those of you that are here in Times Square, you will deserve the love and admiration of all men and women. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not over. You being here sends a message that the United States of America, I don't care who is occupying the White House, we're not surrendering our liberty, our freedom, our way of life. I'm with you, Alan. We are not going to surrender our way of life. I will never surrender. I'm going to be here every Thursday and Friday night at 9 to 10, right here on AM 1170, The Answer. Thank you, DJ Crudite, for a great job tonight. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Let's keep the conversation rolling on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at Andrea K5. Have a great night and great weekend, everybody. Love you all. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Andrea K. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.